Welcome to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought. Hello and welcome to this week's Dividend Cafe podcast. This is David Bonson, Chief Investment Officer, Managing Partner at the Bonson Group. And we are coming to you in our uh, first week with tax season behind us. It actually ended here in the middle of this week. And it may seem as if it's not a big deal, especially if you're one who got your taxes done a couple months ago, or if you're one who isn't going to be getting it done until later in the year on extension anyways. From an investment standpoint, it's a big deal because the period around tax season is always so hectic and there's so much that needs to go on in terms of final documentation and preparation and adjustment and not to mention um, potential contribution, you know, in terms of retirement accounts and things like that. So uh, very um, glad to be through that and and have some things to say this week about the market. At, at press time, so to speak, uh, as I record, sitting here uh, with the market up about close to 400 points on the week. Um, and again, that could be a very different number in just a, another you know few hours or another few days. But, but um, I guess that might be a surprise to some based on volatility that w- would have been expected from the Syria um, strikes from last weekend. Uh, although you could argue maybe... It's not a surprise because um, people expected the markets to do well based on the fact that the Syria strikes didn't prove to be larger or didn't prove to come with, you know, retaliatory impact or things of that nature. Um, Look, right now, uh, the trade-induced, tariff-induced volatility, at least for now, seems to have subsided a little bit. Um, But I think that as we enter earnings season... The reflection of um, on on uh, revalidating assumptions around capital allocation as the companies announce what they are doing with you know the the excess profits from corporate tax reform, um, discovering potential capex intentions. There is a lot embedded in in the market. That will be challenged and and maybe gotten better or gotten worse as a result of the earnings season we're about to go into. So uh, we look forward to applying our understanding of corporate America's capital allocation plans um, in the weeks ahead. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this week's Dividend Cafe podcast and just kind of generally give um, a few exhortations to the bulls, those that are generally bullish on the market right now. And uh, maybe give them an, a, a bit of an apologetic as to why their viewpoint might make sense. And, and we'll go through it, you know, point by point. I mean, why, why would one be optimistic right now? I, I alluded to this concept of corporate America's capital reallocation. We've been banging the drum for some time. The dividend increases are coming. That's a positive. Share repurchases are coming. That's a positive. And new capital expenditures, CapEx, are coming, also a positive. Um, Overall balance sheet improvement, let's say companies use money to pay down debt, that's a positive. $2.4 trillion of cash is sitting on the balance sheets of America's non-financial companies. You don't use the banks because they're kind of an obvious exception to the rule. But just non-financial companies sitting on $2.4 trillion of cash 
It's an all-time record. There's a chart at DividendCafe.com reinforcing that. And we think it's only going to go higher from here as the impact of tax reform becomes actually realized. And this speaks to the opportunity set for those aforementioned uses or allocation plans for that capital uh, that, that could, in our, our mind, become very uh, bullish and reinforcing of an already bullish thesis for markets. Now, the overvaluation argument is one of the most common arguments in the public square against stocks. And yet, time and time again, this argument ignores the most obvious nuance in the facts that matters. The overvaluation, quote-unquote, is highly concentrated in a very, very small number of companies, bringing the overall valuation of the market up, but in fact, speaking to their own overvaluation much more than they speak to the broad market or, you know, its many sector constituents. Overvaluation may apply to a diagnosis of certain parts of the market, but that is best remedied with selectivity and discernment. Well, fear is so much higher, right? Well, you know, people have pointed to the elevated VIX as signs that fear was playing higher in the market now. Economic headwinds must be out there that bode poorly for stocks. In fact, the VIX has collapsed from its February levels. While it sits above the January lows, it's actually in a healthy, normal spot historically. But let's ignore the VIX for now. Uh, I'm not sure I'm ever going to pay attention to it again, just now that I see the technical impact had on the VIX by um, those dealing with exchange product. Um, but, you know, putting VIX aside, high-yield bond spreads are, in my mind, one of the totally pivotal, vital tools at measuring risk and complacency. The higher the spread, the more risk investors are pricing in, and therefore more compensation they're demanding for that risk. Inversely, when spreads collapse, it indicates the perception of less risk, for right or for wrong. This is a marketplace indicating the votes of hundreds of billions of dollars of sophisticated economic actors with real skin in the game. I would anecdotally add that high-yield bonds have a high correlation to oil prices at times, like now. And oil's resurgence is surely behind some of this. However, a skyrocketing complex of fear and panic is completely incompatible with tightening spreads in the high-yield bond market, and yet here we are. Readers will recall, listeners will recall, viewers will recall how consistent the theme was last year of globally synchronized economic growth. The U.S. conditions uh, economically were improving, and that received the kicker late last year of tax reform. Europe, Japan, China, and emerging markets were also experiencing robust economic growth, some more robust than others. And the landscape of harmonious GDP growth was a very appetizing landscape for risk assets. But is that momentum slowing, accelerating, or something else? The data is mixed. Europe's economic growth is slowing, and we would argue is most vulnerable as the ECB begins pruning the patient off of its monetary medication. Uncertainly, uncertainty abounds because of trade and tariff matters. 
fang regulation, China, and so forth. But we see positive conditions in emerging markets and the beginning impact of corporate tax reform boosting U.S. business investment. Excessive conviction one way or the other is a poor idea right now. The positive impact of tax reform will take time and should not be missed. By the way, at my advice and insights podcast this week, for those who follow that or those who want to check out what the other property is, our our topic this week, which we do kind of, you know, elaborated, deep dive, good information, not particularly long, is about uh, trade deficits, which you probably have heard a word or two about just in the news cycle. So check out Advice and Insights Podcast. Um, a couple charts to point out. If you can go to DividendCafe.com, when 10% never equals 10%, we have a chart showing the average return of the S&P 500 going back, you know, 50, 60 years, and then showing year by year by year what that return has been and how unbelievably um, rare it is for the market to be yeah, on a given year even around 4%. Uh, give or take 2% north or south of its average return, um, it, it really tells you something about the dif- the difference between what an investor can expect from the market over a long period of time and what people may deal with year by year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. There's just so much more that is chart-driven uh, I do have some great content at DividendCafe.com, in my opinion. It's always nice when I say it's great content and I'm the one who wrote it because then it makes me sound like I'm some arrogant, you know what. But, no, I do think it's valuable content for you to check out on what we believe one of the key ingredients is to the the whole private equity story, what the investable thesis is in private equity. And then most certainly at the chart of the week, you have got to see the truth behind long-term bull markets. We go through the last 100 years of history and look at the length that a typical bull market has gone. And you will notice that even in this now nine-year-old bull market that we've been going through, that so many people tell us is long in the tooth. We um, literally have had four bull markets um, of significantly longer and a couple bull markets of about the same size, same length, but there have been markets that were up 900 percent, 820, you know, 800. So you you have to look at the historical data, and and you'll read our point on how bull market cycles expect uh, are can be expected to to operate. Um, other than that, I do hope you uh, have gotten a lot out of this Extivity Cafe podcast. I'd love for you to to subscribe or review some nice comments for us on your iTunes review or whatever the case may be. But let's leave it there. We welcome, welcome, welcome questions. Want to engage with you on anything you want to know and encourage you to check out Advice and Insights Podcast. Read DividendCafe.com. And thank you for your interest in the things that we are saying and doing um, at the Bonson Group. Those things that we say are the things that we do, and the things that we do are the things that we say. We don't break apart the distinction. Look forward to your ongoing feedback. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought.
The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor of the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinion, news, research, analyses, prices, and other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team at Hightower should not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions for the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.